Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. What's up, friends? Welcome to another episode of The She Podcast. In this episode, I am diving into the topic of making decisions. I get so many questions from this community about how do I know what the right decision is or how do I know God's plan for my life or even just expressing concerns about making the wrong decisions. And I know what that's like. I personally have been in a big season of really making a lot of big decisions and trying to find the right lane and the right decision to make. And I know that that can feel so overwhelming. And so we're going to dive into that today. I've learned a lot in the last several months just some really good tools for confidently making big decisions. And it even applies to some some decisions that don't even seem so big. So that's what we're going to be diving into in this episode. But in the context of talking about big decisions, I figured this would be a very appropriate time to tell you um, part one. I, this is like a two-part announcement that I've been really looking forward to sharing with you. And I want to share part one of it with you. And then I'll be sharing part one or part two very soon. Um, but part one really comes from and has been really solidified for me after being on book tour over the last several months i have been out on the road and i've gotten i've been able to meet so many incredible women many of you i've gotten to hug you i've gotten to hear your stories i've gotten to answer your questions um so many of you came up to me with cards saying thank you for you know the book or for your story and it's really encouraged me to start my bakery here's my business card or go back to school or really step into those next things you know you were made to do and just needed a little guidance or direction or push to step into and so that led to a lot of questions and you know the more that I have grown throughout this process and listened to this community it was so funny because you know I went on book tour kind of knowing that I would be speaking and signing books but what I realized was that I was also doing a lot of listening and listening to your stories and your questions and there was a lot of commonly recurring themes and questions and pain points that came up that actually really affirmed for me that it's time to take action on something that has been on my heart and kind of I've had a nudge on since the summer of 2017, over two years, you guys. So um, I am really, really excited to share with you that there is something brand new coming. And it's kind of the best way I can say it is it's replacing what Soul Scripts was. Um, if you have no clue what that is, basically my whole online journey started with a small Etsy shop called Soul Scripts, which then evolved into many amazing things. Um, but two years ago, I had this vision that there would be something new, that that was something I started, but maybe not where it's supposed to end. And I didn't really know what that looked like. So I was like, well, I'll just keep on trucking and praying on it and discerning it. But I've gotten a lot of clarity over the last few years as to what that's supposed to look like and book tour and hearing your questions and leaning into your, you know, um, just stories and the things that you were sharing with me and what you were asking for. And what my team always asks if we can start creating resources on because the number one question we've gotten like, we have like three or four recurring questions that come up 
in every email that we have, it feels like. And so I feel like after this book tour, it's really time to step into the next thing, to step into a new thing. If you follow me on social media, you might have seen me teasing out a top secret project that we're working on. And so very soon I will be announcing what that top secret project is. But what you need to know right now is that really I have spent the last year, really since last summer, seriously discerning and kind of retreating. I feel like I've kind of retreated with God and the trusted mentors in my life and been just praying on what is this supposed to look like and thinking on it without making any quick or rash decisions and really seeking affirmation. And that has come in so many forms over the last year. And I think it really solidified for me once I got to hear your questions and your heart and really lean into like, what does this community need? And what are underserved gaps that aren't being served? And how can I use my voice and what I've experienced to step into that space in a unique way? And so that's exactly what we're going to be doing. But because you only have so much time and there's only so much we can really do, we're basically graduating soul scripts into something totally new. Um, it's actually a really exciting thing. It's a really good thing. I don't really like to say like, oh, it's like, you know, closing, but in some ways it's basically you know, ultimately the mission there has always been to create tools to help women. And so we're kind of taking that to the next level and helping people, purpose-driven people reach their full potential. And so we'll be sharing more on what that project is going to be. But for right now, I just wanted to share with you the exciting news that right now we are in the process of kind of phasing out soul scripts as it was to create something new, this new company that we are getting ready to share with you. With that means um, there is a huge warehouse sale going on over in the shop. So there's a soul script shop, if you didn't know that. And we have um, a collection called the Your Brokenness is Welcome Here collection for this past season. And so we are doing a giant summer warehouse sale on that. So if you have been wanting a sweatshirt or a ball cap or a bracelet or something like that, you can go over to shop.thesoulscripts.com and get it at a major discount. And it's literally only on sale and while supplies last. And then that's the last time we're going to have this collection. So if you've been wanting it, go grab it. And if you have any questions at all, if you're like, what does this mean if I was in a program that started two years ago, like all of those types of questions, if you have any questions, feel free to email info at jordanleedooley.com and my team will make sure that we answer all of your questions, make sure you know exactly what to expect and how it affects you, this new change, this new shift of direction. But the first part of this announcement is that we are doing this big, exciting summer sale and really gearing up to create this whole new thing in place of soul scripts soul scripts really got us started now there's this whole new thing coming and i can't wait to reveal it to you so get excited in a few weeks you're going to hear what that new top secret project is there's going to be a pretty epic announcement so being be paying attention to your inbox and to social media but all you need to know for now is there's that big sale going on throughout the month of august go grab whatever it is you want to grab and feel free to email us if you have any questions as to what this means for you i think we've covered everything let's dive into my top 10 tips for making big decisions with more confidence. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. All right, so dive right into this because I don't want to waste your time and I just want to get you the tools and the tips and the steps you need right now because I bet there is a decision in your life you are trying to make if you are listening to this and I want to make sure you can make it without stalling any longer. So first thing I want to say, first lesson, first tip, whatever you want to call it, is pay attention to God nudges. Seriously. They might come, you know, very unexpectedly. You might even wonder like, is this like a nudge or is this just my feelings or what is this? But, you know, even like I briefly shared in the announcement on this episode, 
back in 2017, I had this like little blurry vision of what I was supposed to create, but it seemed so far like out of the picture from what I was doing at the time that I didn't even know how to get there or what that was supposed to look like. And so I just kind of paid attention to it and I spoke it out loud. I spoke it to my mentor and then I put it in my back pocket and it came back up in summer of 2018. It was so crazy. Right when this decision making process for this big decision I recently made, um, when that actually started a whole year ago, this decision wasn't made in the course of like two months. It was made over the course of a whole year of really listening and praying and all of that. And in 2018, I had a friend that I hadn't seen in a long time basically say to me, you know, I feel like on the way here, God just gave me this like word to tell you that buried dreams are resurfacing. Whoa. Right. Like I about, and I hadn't told her anything about that, but it had just been something I had been thinking on and like discerning and really wanting and longing to do, but I didn't know exactly how to do that or what space I was supposed to occupy. But when she said they're resurfacing, I knew exactly what she was talking about. So I really paid attention more. And since that point, over a year ago, since she said that, I've just been like listening for and looking really more intentionally because those nudges came up. And then that just, you know, I knew exactly what she was referring to and could go back to that. And so spent the last year really trying to lean in and go, okay, this isn't just one of those like fluke things, you know, this has come up again and again. So I'm going to keep pressing into it and more and more that was affirmed and affirmed. And so the first thing is just pay attention to those nudges. And when you have something that's really spoken over you or you get this really like something fires you up to think about and then other people start asking you for it, you know, it was crazy. Then the next thing she said in the same sentence was, and I also believe there are women in your community that you're going to mentor and go deeper with. And I still had no idea what that meant, but I knew that I wanted to do some sort of like, I wanted some experience with teaching or educating or coaching others in what I had learned through my own process. And then next thing I knew, two weeks later, I had emails from women saying things like, hey, do you do like business coaching? We have like a health business, a faith-based health business, like things like that. And I was like, what? Like, I didn't even put this out there, you know? So those are God nudges. And when you're trying to make a decision about what you're supposed to do with a direction or in your career or for your company or in any regard of your life, really look back because sometimes you can look back and see ways. There's this song that I love. It says, I will look back and see that you are faithful and I will look forward and believe that you are able. And I love that. It just reminds you like, there are these little nudges and like indicators along the way, I think that are really just glimpses of the vision God's creating in us and the dream he has for us and also his faithfulness throughout us not knowing what the heck we're doing. And so um, even if you don't believe in God, I'm like going to tell you straight up, that's just how it works. <laughs> and it's amazing. So anyways, um, you know, the first tip is really pay attention to those nudges, even jot them down. Or when something comes up, ask yourself when you're trying to make a decision, have I ever been nudged in the past one way or another? And maybe would that be helpful in making the decision now? So that's point number one. Tip number two is take time to get away from voices and retreat. This is literally the story of my life in the last year, which most people don't realize because I was also getting ready to launch a book and starting a podcast and doing these things. But I felt like when it came to making deeper decisions and more long-term decisions about the direction of my brand and where God was leading me and what that was going to be look like for my voice and all those things, I had so much more clarity when I stopped talking about it so much online and actually just got really still and actually just really retreated. And I spent, like I mentioned, spent a lot of time just not knowing <laughs> and just leaning in and actually retreating and not not paying such close attention in the beginning of this to all the voices and opinions and thoughts and criticisms and all the things that can come when we do things, but actually just leaning into 
what voice have I been, what voice have I been given? Right. And what does that look like? And how do I rewind the clock and really look at that from when it started versus what I've maybe tried to make it. And so when you're trying to make a decision, I want you to think about, you know, am I so overwhelmed with all these with all this busyness that I'm not actually retreating and just being with God in a very like raw way, just like going for a walk and just being in, maybe just being still in general, just being quiet, turning the radio off in your car. I can't tell you how many long walks I've gone in country roads at 7am because I just couldn't stop thinking and didn't have any type of music or podcast and just retreated. So I think there's a lot of power in that. And we aren't we don't really accept access it enough in our world and that's been a big part of my last year so i really want to encourage you tip number two if you want to make a confident decision take a lot more time in quietness <laughs> and in stillness all right tip number three is to create a priority list what needs to be decided on first? What is the most pressing issue and what's most time sensitive? Because when you feel like there's a lot of decisions or one decision has many facets and components, you need to be able to break it down and say, okay, but of all of these components or of all of these things I need to decide, this is the most important one. And then after that happens, this one can happen. If you can actually start putting them in a little bit of a chronological timeline and start creating deadlines on them, you will see that the way you make decisions isn't so scattered and you don't feel like, oh my gosh, I got to figure that out and this out and this out and that out. You can actually say, what's the biggest, most pressing issue here? And how does that domino effect? When I make that decision, what's the domino effect of that? And how does that then begin to influence the subsequent decisions? And so laying out your decisions almost like dominoes in that way helps you see what to tackle first, why to tackle it first, and when to tackle it by. When you can put a little bit of a deadline on it and then see the subsequent effect or the domino effect of it, you can actually make a little bit more informed decision. So I would just say create a priority list. This is something my mom really encouraged me when I had like three or four big decisions to make. And she was like, okay, what's the most time sensitive? And what's going to be like, she literally asked me, she's like, what has the most, um, what'd she say? She said something like from a financial standpoint, What's the most beneficial decision to make first, right? Is Does any of them have a financial payout if you would just move on one of them, right? Or from a time standpoint, like she actually brought in measurables, financial, um, time, all these things. And I was like, oh, that's a really good way to look at it. Because then you stop thinking of all of every, like all the feelings involved and all the emotions involved and you just break it down and you're like, all right, from a purely logical, like black and white perspective, this is going to take me the most time to move on and this is going to be the most financially, um, you know, uh, healthy or profitable, or it's going to cost me the most if I continue putting it off. So when you, when you can start looking at it like that, you can create this priority list and you can start moving through them one by one. So if you feel like you have a lot of decisions to make, that's a really good tool. All right. Tip number four, don't just go with what's easiest or quickest in the short term. Sometimes the best decision is the one that's the least comfortable. Doing what's quickest and easiest isn't always the best plan of action, and it's better to take the time to do the work, to seek the counsel, and say the prayers so that you can make a wise and informed decision that may be uncomfortable in the short term, but best in the long term. If I have learned anything this year, it is this. It is so hard for me to change directions or have to make hard decisions or, you know, all of these things. And I think one of, the, one of the things that I learned was there was a point where I was so sick of thinking on something and researching something, but it took that. It required that. I needed to get all the necessary information to make an informed decision. And at some point I was kind of like, all right, well, this would just be the quickest and easiest plan of action. It's not the worst thing in the world. Like if I go this direction, it's fine. And I remember 
I mean, obviously there comes a point where you just need to move, right? You can't just research forever. But I was kind of like over that process, even though I wasn't done with that process. And so I remember talking to a friend of mine and she's really wise. And she basically said, hey, look, no. Because I told her, I said, I think I'm just going to go with this one. It's quicker. It's easier. Like we can just get it done. And she goes, no, 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 no. We are not going to do that. <laughs> she just like put me right in my place. She's like, you are not going to just take the quickest and the easiest way out right now because you're going to kick yourself in three years if that was really not, you know, the if that's if you really don't in your gut feel like that's the right move it's just the easy move and so she basically really encouraged me to take and do the more uncomfortable thing and so I am passing on that wisdom to you because now it has served me very well and I'm very glad I took her advice as annoying as it was in that moment so um, tip number five is use the 10 10 10 analysis I talked about the 10 10 10 analysis in own your everyday and it's basically this tool developed by an author and i don't worry i credit her nobody freak out um, but the idea is that when you are making a decision whether it's to commit to a class or to commit to another product in your business or completely shifting the direction of your business or um, going back to school or committing to being classroom mom or whatever the decision is, buying a new pair of jeans that you need to ask yourself, how will I feel about this in 10 minutes? How will I feel about this in 10 weeks? And how will I feel about this in 10 months or maybe 10 years? I always get that last one mixed up. But the idea is if it's not really the greatest decision for you or it's probably not the best fit, what will probably happen is in 10 minutes, you'll feel great for saying yes, right? For example, someone asks you to volunteer for a project you really don't have any interest and or time to be a part of, but you also don't wanna let them down. So in 10 minutes, you're gonna say yes, they're gonna be singing your praises, they're gonna say, you're amazing, thank you so much, you're gonna feel great. And in 10 weeks, when you're in the middle of that project, you are not gonna feel so great. It's not gonna, you're gonna know that you ever committed yourself, you're probably gonna be doing a crappy job at it because you're so overwhelmed. And in 10 months, if it didn't really move the needle in your life, you're probably gonna be kicking yourself, like why did I waste my time on that, right? And in the and I could have given it to someone who really would have excelled at it and done a much better job, right? Like I always say, the right yes or the right no is better than the wrong yes. And so do the 10-10-10 analysis. If there's something, if there's um, a partnership you're trying to decide on or if there's a purchase you're trying to decide on or if there's a commitment you're trying to decide on, ask yourself, how will I feel about this in 10 minutes, 10 weeks, and 10 months? Because or in 10 years, either one. Um, because if it's the opposite, if in 10 months or in 10 minutes, you don't feel that great about it, say it's, I need to be working out. And you decide in, you know, in 10 minutes from now, you're 10 minutes into your workout, you probably don't love the idea. But in 10 weeks, if you keep doing that, you're probably gonna be pretty dang happy that you did that. You're gonna feel better, you're gonna have more energy, you're gonna be in better shape, right? And in 10 months or 10 years, you're totally gonna thank yourself for taking care of your body when it didn't feel great in the moment. So that's a really good tool to use to evaluate the decisions and really making this kind of piggybacks off the last point of it might be a little uncomfortable in the short term, but it's probably best for you in the long term. And that's how we need to be thinking about about our decisions is is future me <laughs> going to be glad that present me made this decision. So that's just how one really helpful perspective and lens to look at your decisions through. So that's just one really helpful perspective and lens to be looking at all of your decisions through. And I think it's been very beneficial and helpful for me, and I hope that'll be very helpful for you. Okay, tip number six is when you make a big decision, 
bring people along with you. Specifically, bring your people along with you, right? You don't owe everybody and their mother an explanation for the reason you might be going one direction or another, right? I always talk about this, like that is a decision between you and God and probably your closest circle, maybe your husband, your mentor, couple mentors, maybe your business partner or whatever. But it's not like that was, you know, a big lesson I had to learn is there's so many things I could explain and teach and share, but there comes a point where it's like, you can respectfully bring people along with you for the ride and the journey without necessarily feeling like you owe everyone an explanation. And so really, I think the best thing to do is you need to make an informed decision without everyone else's opinion. But I do think there's wisdom in seeking counsel, like I said, from your trusted circle. And once you're confident in your decision or your direction, you know that's really where God's leading you. There's a way to include others in the journey without feeling the need for their approval or everyone's positive feedback, right? You can really take that next step and know you might face a little bit of resistance. But if you're making a big decision regarding your life or your direction or your work, give your people, whether that's your friends or your significant others or your most loyal clients, um, give them a little bit of a heads up or just give them the respect of feeling like they're in the decision with you. And that the decision isn't just you being selfish, but it's ultimately for the best interest of everyone you love. When you can make a decision with confidence in that and bring your people along with it or along for the journey, you'll know you've made the right decision. I think what can be so hard when we start second guessing ourselves is when we just make this like flippant decision or we make a decision and don't take anyone along for the journey. Like it's not that they have to all, you know, have all of their advice taken. Everybody's probably going to give their two cents and you can kind of pick and choose what's what's going to apply. But when you can give them the respect of saying, hey, I, I know you were thinking this, but this is the journey I'm going or this is the direction I'm going. I'd love for you to come along for the, with me for the journey. And like, I just really appreciate your support. That way you're not at least, you're at least not blindsided when someone's like, wait, what? You chose to do this and then they give you three reasons why you're wrong. Then you like totally start reeling, right? You start overthinking everything. You're like, oh my gosh, they're probably right, right? But if you can confidently kind of come at that from the offensive versus the defensive and you've taken an inventory of those close people in your trusted circle, you need to identify those people first because those are the voices you basically appointed to speak into your life and the, the opinions or the direction that you value. Everyone else that is like on the outer ring of that, they're probably people that matter to you, but their voices might be more like noise rather than direction, right? So you have to learn first how to listen to those inner circle people and then listen to God and your intuition, make an informed decision, bring your people first, your closest circle, and then, you know, however it works with whatever the rest of the people in your life are, but specifically your inner circle say, hey, this is the decision I've come to. This is why. I would love for you to just support and come along with me. When you invite them into that, rather than them being shocked and suddenly, you know, confused or giving you any type of resistance or questioning or whatever, that's when it gets sticky. So I always encourage you when you make a decision or when you're going to make a decision, be on the offensive. Anyone that you've included in that process and anyone who's, you know, insight you've seeked, let them know, invite them into the journey because that's going to make it so much healthier, not only for the relationship, but also for your ability to follow through and really take action. Okay. Tip number seven is evaluate which fears are holding you back and then make a plan to navigate those fears. So let's say, you know, you know you need to make decision A, um, you have between A and B, and you know A is really the right route in the long term, but with the decision of A, there might be these repercussions or these things that you are afraid of, whether it's how that's going to appear to somebody or how that could affect a relationship or how that can make someone view you or whatever. So with A, there's some sort of relational fear you have. Oh my gosh, like if I no longer work with this company and I work with this company now, how is this company going to see me and is that burning a bridge? Let's just say that's what it is. Um, 
then you need to make a plan as to how you're going to navigate that. Cause that is a, a lie and a narrative. And that's, you know, I'm just using this as an example, but that's just business, right? Like people switch companies all the time or people switch hotel chains all the time or whatever. So just when you're thinking about that, you need to say, okay, what's my plan? If this fear arises when I'm trying to move forward on this decision, how am I going to negate it? Is it that I'm going to be gracious and thankful? Is it that I'm going to be intentional with, you know, um, making sure I, you know, give a positive review? Is it, you know, how can I communicate whatever I'm afraid they're going to assume and be on, again, be on the offensive, right? So whatever that looks like in your life, um, I want you to think about what is the fear that's ultimately holding me back from know, from making the decision I know that to be best for me right now. And if it's a fear about some of how it's going to appear or if it's a fear of how that's going to make you look or if it's a fear of what could go wrong, if it's for some reason the wrong decision, you need to have like a almost like a response to failure action plan. Like, okay, if this decision totally fails or if it blows back in my face or if someone's mad at me, what's my response? And actually think about that because that way you don't walk into it totally like blindsided by any type of resistance. You re- you know, I remember I was working with an email marketing company, great email marketing company, but I just didn't need their services anymore. And I'd been paying for it for a year. And so I called them and the guy like 15 times tried to talk me into staying with them. And I finally was like, hey, I'm confident in this decision. I don't need this service anymore. You need to cancel my account. And every time he tried to well, we could do that. No, I'm, I don't need the service anymore. I'm pretty confident or I'm confident in this decision. You need to cancel my account. And when you can just stand fast in that, rather than me being like, well, you're right. Like, let me think about it. Okay. I'll talk to my husband, you know, cause I think we can feel bad for just saying no. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of power in that and it's respectful. You can be kind, but I had a plan of action when I knew exactly what he was doing. The second he said, well, here's our other options. And I'm like, buddy, you're not hearing me, you know? So you need to think about what could be the fear of making that call to cancel or of saying no to this or of switching directions or whatever the thing is in your life. What might be the hesitation or what could come up that can make that a little bit more difficult to actually follow through on, evaluate that, and then have a little bit of a response action plan just in case it doesn't go as smoothly as you would have liked. I think that's a really helpful tool to prepare you so that you can actually follow through on the decisions that you know in your heart to be right. Okay. Tip number eight, super simple, pray about it. I actually just got this mug from one of my um, listeners and readers, and it says, pray about it, girl. <laughs> and it's just such a good daily reminder because I think we all have those daily decisions that we can easily just completely rationalize. And I am very much for logic. Like, I don't like when people are just like, well, I've prayed about it and I haven't got an answer, so I'm just going to sit on it. I'm like, all right, well, here's 10 action steps you can take. Come on, like there's things you can do. But I still believe in in the midst of all the action steps we can take and all the practical things, I still believe prayer can be the foundation of a lot of our decisions. And that might not be that we get this sign painted across the sky or that we get this huge, massive sign and like God speaks to us in a cloud, like that probably won't happen. It could, I don't know, that'd be cool. But realistically... It's probably going to be something very subtle or it's just a thing of, hey, I'm making this decision. Just give me peace on this. If, and if for some reason peace all of a sudden is gone, like I will pay attention to that. It can be very, very simple. It doesn't have to be like, give me a sign. You know, um, I think we wait for these massive signs. And I think sometimes the writing is on the wall and we're just choosing not to look at it. It's like there was this I love this um, story that talks about how a guy was out at sea. It's like a total illustration, but I think it's so applicable here where this guy's out at sea he shipwrecks he's drowning in the ocean and he's like god save me save me right praying quote in air quotes and the ship comes by and they're like hey buddy you need some help like looks like you're drowning and he's like no 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 i'm good god's gonna save me meanwhile he's like drowning okay and the ship's like okay you crazy so they leave 
Then a helicopter comes flying by not too long, not too much after that. And they throw it on a ladder and they're like, hey, buddy, like, get in. You're dying. You're drowning. We got you. And he's like, no, 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 I'm good. God's going to save me. And the helicopter flies off and the guy drowns. Now, I know that's super morbid. Sorry for the downer. But the moral of the story is I think we have these expectations of what it's going to look like when we get clarity or when we're saved from whether it's indecision or literally drowning or overwhelming or being overwhelmed and drowning in overwhelm, right? Or not knowing the best decision or the path to take. And we're like waiting for this glorious, you know, rainbow painted across the the sky when in reality, sometimes it just comes by other people just giving us a piece of advice or offering us a ladder or a helping hand. And it's like, oh, that's the direction I should go, right? But we totally over-spiritualize it sometimes like, no, I'm waiting for God to come down out of the sky. And God already gave this drowning guy two chances to be saved and he wouldn't recognize that for what it was. And so I think in the same way, when it comes to our decisions, we can be like, oh no, I'm praying on it. I'm waiting for God to affirm it. When your buddy and your friend both just gave you like complete affirmation. That was one big thing that happened to me. Friend after friend after friend would say to me like, Jay, you are so good at teaching this stuff and helping women reach their potential and go after their God-given dreams and use their gifts and reach and live their purpose out. Like in a way that's strategic and savvy and smart and financially like stable, you know, and not just like airy fairy. And they're like, you're so good at this stuff. Like, why aren't you teaching it? And I was like, well, I don't know. Like, I'm waiting to see if like, that's what God wants me to do. Like two years go by. And I'm like saying that after like 10 friends had said it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm the drowning guy. You know what I mean? So anyways, I want you to think about, are you the drowning guy? Cause I think that's sometimes a huge indicator when we can think of ourselves. Am I being the guy that's like, oh no, thanks for the input or thanks for the direction. But like, I'm waiting, you know, <laughs> and then you end up drowning in your own indecision. So don't drown in your own indecision take the leap of faith, take the hand that's being stretched out to you. It might not look like how you think. It might not be super spiritual or what you thought, but it still is. So, all right, pray about it is tip number eight. Tip number nine, sleep on it. So simple. Um, I can be, so my, the way that I tend to res- like make decisions is I'll make a decision confidently. Then like the next day or a couple weeks later or something, I'll have this like total overthinking moment or even a couple hours later, like, well, this could go wrong and that could go wrong. And oh, does that, is that going to work there? And oh my gosh, what's so-and-so going to think? And I have this huge like freak out fest for a couple hours. And then after I do that and I evaluate it from literally every angle, I come back to my decision. I'm like, mm, nope, you know what? Actually, I think that was a pretty good decision. I did this with my wedding dress. I did it with the furniture in our houses. <laughs> I did it with pretty much every big decision in my life, um, which is why it can sometimes take me a while to actually take action and put it out there and like just move with it. And to some degree, I think that's actually good because it allows me to wrestle. If I know that's how I make decisions, now I know. All right, Jay, sleep on it. Like if you're really excited about it and you feel it like super confident in your heart, it probably is the right decision. But give yourself 24 hours to go through this weird cycle. You go through, have your freak out fest and then come back to equilibrium and make the decision and take action on the decision when you're at equilibrium after you've had said freak out fest that you have with every big decision. Right now, literally as I'm recording this, I am in the middle of a pretty big decision. Uh, not related to the announcement that I made earlier in the episode, but I was super excited this this afternoon after a phone call. I was like, yep, this is it. This is what we got to do. I got it. And hilariously, I was like, Matt was like, all right, cool, let's do it. And I was like, nope, I need to wait till tomorrow. <laughs> He's like, why? I was like, because I'm probably going to overthink it tonight, but I know that I can come back to it tomorrow and I'll probably be better about it and feel still really good. I just need to have these 24 hours because sometimes when I have those freak out fests, it brings up something that I wouldn't have otherwise thought of that I need to research or, you know, be more intentional about before I just move out of excitement. So sometimes it can be a good thing, even though it's super annoying. So 
all that to say, sleep on it. Take a little bit of time. Give yourself a deadline. Like I said, going back to point number two about the, or point number three about the priority list and the timeline. Give yourself a deadline, right? That's really healthy. Um, but don't be like feel don't feel like you have to be confident in the decision in the first twelve hours. Okay, sleep on it. Tip number ten is literally so simple. It's to act with confidence to own it. When you have made a decision, when something is so powerful and prevalent in your heart, like this big decision that I shared on the announcement or the intro part of this episode, I'm sure I've prepared the last year knowing I'm sure there'll be people like, wait, why? And why are we doing it like this way? And don't you want to do this? And I knew, I know that that's just part of life. I know there will be people who question it. I know there will be people who might not agree with it, although it's the ultimately for my people, it's for you guys. But I'm sure there will be some voices that don't understand or agree or want me to think about it more or second guess but I waited until I was at a place where I am like okay this has been affirmed a bajillion times over so now I'm gonna own that and act with confidence and now any type and I've brought my closest circle along and really seek their counsel and their advice and brought them along for the journey and had them you know really be in this with me so going forward it's like yeah I probably will have some resistance no matter what decision you make especially bigger ones you're gonna face some resistance or some feedback that doesn't really align with your heart or your why or any of that but at the end of the day when you can own it and say but I'm acting with on this with confidence because I have done these other steps. I have checked, you know, I've checked the boxes. I feel like this is it. And at some point you might still have a glimmer of doubt, right? That's part of life. And this is one thing I want you to understand when it comes to making big decisions is that life is a series of taking risks. Okay. So whenever you make a big decision, you are, when you say yes to something, you are saying no to something else. Right. And that's not in to say that you're totally rejecting things or because there's something wrong with them or they're bad. It's saying I am foregoing what this path would lead to because I am trusting and going to take the risk on this path or this direction. And that's really part of it, right? It's a, it's a risk. Like there could be things that don't go well when you make a decision. There could be things that don't pan out like you thought they would when you closed one thing and started another or when you left school to start your career in this or whatever. But that's actually part of life. And I believe every decision we make ultimately shapes us, even if it seems like a bummer or doesn't work out the way we would have wanted to, we really can't mess it up. And I think that's the confidence I want you to live with and act with. Like, I'm sorry, sister, but you are not powerful enough to mess up God's plan in your life. So this big like, ooh, what's God's plan? And how do I make sure I like, you know, strategize every decision to figure it out and make sure I'm living according to it? It actually takes all the freedom and the fun out of it. It's like, no, make an informed decision, make a wise decision, do your research, take the time and then own it and act with confidence and don't listen to the negative feedback or overthink yourself or do any of those things when you go through a process and when you start owning the decisions that are are strong in your heart, knowing that even acting on it is a risk and then realizing that part of life is taking risks. That's the only way you grow. That's the only way you ever know, right? And at the end of the day, even if it felt like it wasn't the best decision for you or it led to negative repercussions, it's going to lead to the right thing and the next best thing, even if it is a kind of a you know, uh, prickly like process, or there's some challenges in the midst of that process. That is what shapes you. That's what's going to get you where you're supposed to go and help you do what you were made to do. Even if it was with some potholes and pivots and things along the way, 
that's ultimately going to get you to where you're supposed to be. And so take the pressure off to feel like I have to figure out the plan and like not mess up the decisions. You are not that powerful enough. And even if the decision that you make doesn't work out how you intended or wanted, it's not the end of the world. It's a risk. And the higher the risk, the higher the reward. And also the higher the risk, the higher the chance of not having the reward that you wanted. But I promise you will get the outcome or the lesson you needed. So at the end of the day, take the pressure off yourself, act with confidence, own it. I promise good is going to come from it. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content. And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.